0: From TMP to TTNG For sure the care and those tired meme jeans Hella Kinsella and the promise ring Sunny day real estate and rights this spring Prince Twinkle Daddy's help keep the dream alive I constantly thank God for Algernon And Remo Christie from drive. Mineral snowing high-tide hotelier and more. Rio Limo only consists of the DC emotive hardcore.
1: okay episode 29 of the e-word
2: holy shit what what just 29 that's (laughs) a lot (laughs) that's like a lot of that's like a lot of hours of us talking that's whatever 29 times
1: three is shit (laughs) um yeah this is kyle recording in madison over there my central standard time friend ellie how are you uh
2: i'm doing good just worked in Ass long shift, like stupid long, and I'm I'm super stoked to be recording.
1: Fuck. And that is Alex, also known uh, as Pigeon. Yeah. up? Yeah. <laughs> Pigeon. <laughs> Pacific uh, Standard Time. You're on Pacific Standard Time. Uh, where is that? Exactly. Uh, cal- oh, Cali
2: Cali with a K. Cal- cal-
3: k. A cal- cal- Cali with a k Cali <laughs> with a K. A Greater LA region. So we kind of have a looser episode
1: than usual. Uh, not a ton of news uh, we have a we we have an ass load of um, follow-up to do and uh, some other business to take care of per the last episode we're doing plugs at the top uh, but first let's start off with Alex Alex welcome to the pod Stoked to have you heard you wanted to be on this for like a year cool. uh- <laughs>
3: <laughs> thanks I'm really glad to finally be here. <laughs>
2: We we cucked you harder than we cucked Liam, to be honest. As far as far as like making you wait hella long to be on. I'm so it, sorry.
3: It, is Liam gonna be on here?
2: <laughs> oh no, Liam from Commander Salamander, not our Uh-oh. Liam.
3: Oh, I'm I'm thinking of like Clout Liam.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um, is who is who is Clout Liam? Oh, Liam Coom, fellow Cali with a K representative. Uh they were in C Space Cowboy for like a hot minute. Okay a BFF. Yeah, a real good friend of both of ours.
1: And there's also a Liam enclosure, I believe.
2: Yeah, there's just too many Liams in this scene, to be honest.
1: I feel like all the Liams I've ever heard of, besides the actor Liam Neeson, who I don't actually know who who that is, uh, but uh, I feel like all he the Liams... It, it, take... feel... Okay, that's the Taken dude? Yeah,
3: okay.
1: yeah. Well, I feel like all of the other Liams that I've ever heard of are emo people.
2: All the Liams I know are like total goofballs. Um,
3: yeah, that's like a running thing.
2: Also, homie, Liam Neeson it was Qui-Gon Jinn. You didn't know that? I know the in, face. I know that's the in face the Star that's Wars in Pre-
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Alex, uh, would you like to plug anything here at the top or tell us a little uh, bit about who you are and where you sh- hang shit. out and stuff?
3: Um, I play guitar and yell crybaby shit. In a band called 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 Mascot Year. Oh, uh, we're not really like to- totally active because my drummer lives in in Washington, so we're kind of a internet band. But like we play shows when like circumstances allow for. I uh have a n- notoriously well, depending on on who you ask, horrible or great Twitter presence. So uh, follow me there <laughs> at a uh, at Pigeon Boy Alex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> didn't your twitter get shut down at one point or something it did be- yeah
2: you remade I- yeah
3: yeah it's a horribly long story with just <laughs> injustice on all accounts but yeah
2: well we'll tell that story in the patreon episode I think oh sure <laughs> yeah for sure
3: it's really not all that interesting <laughs> but <laughs> <cool>.
2: <laughs> Let's. what's this we have what's this we have next on the list the E Word Freshman Class 2019. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. This Kyle. is Kyle. Gonna... What's what's up? <laughs> Yo. I didn't. I honestly didn't know we were doing this like already. I didn't yeah, realize it was good. up this soon.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, we were. We dropped the last one like this time last year next month. So holy
3: shit, it feels it feels so like recent.
1: I know, I know because, I mean, like I put it out on all of our social media. Uh, accounts like hey who do you think is gonna be like the freshman class and it seems like people are really strongly opinionated about a bunch of bands which was like the case last year um yeah yeah but like i feel like there's some like
3: the most clout
1: i mean it's half clout it's half talent it's half um (laughs) i think like what's cool about last year's freshman class is like all of the bands literally have like exploded in popularity so yeah, like, it's like yeah. all bands that are deserving of it.
2: And I mean, personally, I think they should be giving us all of the credit for their explosion in popularity.
0: <laughs> Put it in we the liner notes.
2: We are one hundred percent responsible. Um, follow us on our Twitter at. Um... Oh my god. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but that's in the notes because i mean by the time this episode is out or around the time this episode is out uh the freshman class voting will be out there and going speaking of those social media accounts that i was talking about uh you can follow us on twitter at the e-word podcast we are rapidly approaching like a thousand followers on twitter um totally deservedly so because we have been fucking fiery on that shit um
2: oh yeah we're getting to that later huh
1: <laughs> yeah we are um yeah. you can follow us on instagram at the eWord podcast as well and our email is the e pod at gmail.com i want to get that facebook going because i feel like I'll, i feel like there's some people that don't really understand that like facebook is just like obsolete obsolete if you're not putting money into it but it still matters and i don't know some people might be going to the facebook page first after I finding mean, out that snowing, we're on our podcast. And be like, oh, these chuds that have like twenty-seven <laughs> Facebook likes. But then, like, I just, they imagine,
3: go over... uh, just imagine, just uh, imagine, like a group of just like boomers uh, listening to the <laughs> <laughs> to the e-word. E-
2: <laughs> I mean, uh, that's that's what I think our our audience is—is is just like disgruntled boomers who don't understand what we're talking about. <laughs>
1: I mean, like, only on Facebook, though. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to be posting everything to Facebook. And um, I don't know. If you hang out there, just give us a like. It'll be it'll be painless. Um, also, every, join our group. Yeah. The Facebook group is going to get popping again, too. There's some people in there that, like, I'm just nervous because, like, Keith from Count Your Lucky Stars and Empire Empire is in there. Uh, Tank is now in there. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> 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 so i I just feel a little bit seen now, uh just being in there because it's all our personal accounts and shit. But uh, yeah, it's it's I want to get that going again. Two other things, we are now on Spotify. This is like an entire year in the making that Spotify has taken in podcasts, but only the big ones. And then they're like, hey, if you're on these seven very obvious podcast hosting services, you could. Uh, get on Spotify now and then as of like I don't know when it might, it must have been like a month and a half ago at very latest um, they let anyone with an RSS feed join Spotify and host their and be able to put their podcast on Spotify and uh, Sick. that finally let us in and um, let me just tell you everyone's fucking stoked I had no idea that we were like that people wanted to listen to the podcast on Spotify that bad
3: accessibility
1: I guess so, yeah. but like we're literally on everything now. Like, uh, yeah, now that we're on Jabberjab Media.
3: <laughs> Spotify is one of the cornerstone like streaming sites or services. So, so I mean, it's like kind of a bigger step. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah we're like part of the aggregate now. We've been yeah. absorbed into the Borg, you know?
3: <laughs> the Borg. <laughs> a Borger.
2: Big mean, <laughs> <Vic> Borger. <laughs>
3: Ellie, just straight
1: up, if like Jabberjaw was like, Hey, would you guys want to join our network, would you be like, Fuck yeah? Or would you Are be- you
2: fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> selling out doesn't exist. <laughs> what? Make your well, studios. I'd take, I'd take that hundred words or less money. I'd take that that Tom Mullen money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like at the same time it's like look how much we've done without it. Yeah, but that also just, like, makes me think of, like, how much further we could advance with the backing of something like that. Sure. You know? And also, you know, if we ever do get approached by, like, someone wanting to, like, sponsor the podcast or make us a part of uh, their, like, hosting service, I feel like the fact that we already have, like, a strong DIY base makes us, like, kind of prime for that. You yeah. know, we already have, like, a bit of a built-in fan base. Yeah.
1: In general... I definitely want to be using all of our social media accounts as much as we can. So, um, and Instagram is like an awkward platform for a podcast. So, yeah, I did like so something I set up for this weekend, which will be in the past when this comes out. Um, this this weekend, I'm giving our our Instagram password and our Instagram story to uh, the bands Why Not and Nice, who are doing a Midwest 420 weekend run. I don't know, just for fucking fun. Like, I know Nice are you going know, to wild the fuck out. I feel like that's the best booking I've done is Nice on 420 <laughs> and giving them free reign. Yeah, true. Um, Hell yeah. So, yeah, I'm super stoked. Um, I hope they get themselves in trouble. I hope they roast all of our followers, and it's going to be great. And in general, I, yeah, I don't know. Just giving the platform to bands would be fun. Like, I don't know.
2: uh dina follows us on instagram who does i oh dina my fiance yeah um the crazy thing is i do not use instagram so i definitely do not follow us on instagram (laughs) um and (laughs) she like will show me uh our instagram story and i'm like kyle interacts with people so much on instagram it's insane like (laughs) i didn't realize there were that many like instagram exclusive like pieces of content but there are oh um, yeah it's loaded yeah i don't know i might i might want the password to that at um, some point you want like to I roast them, I them on multiple like accounts a... <laughs> <laughs> we're not there yet we're not there kyle's
3: yet. corner That's ellie's that. corner <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay
1: uh for real though some follow-up uh episode what was, the, what was that 26 27 i don't know the chill wave episode with uh robert ben and closure um that was a fun episode and i feel like uh something that has lingered is just like uh roasting uh the
2: boss man uh <laughs> is a very fun person to roast they like told me to do it on twitter too like for this episode <laughs> they're just like spend an hour roasting show and i can't do it i feel bad because like uh chile has been very very nice to me over like the 2 or 3 years that I've known him. Yeah. So
1: um also that closure tape is out now. Uh Chillwave Records is up and operating. They've got they're on to their second release already. Uh Good Sleepy that is now on tape. So uh go and support Chillwave Records. Uh you can buy both those tapes now. And uh I got my tape super fast. I got uh, a handwritten note. It got me a sticker and they charged $3 for shipping, which is like Ugh. Which is That's so, so good. It's so nice. It's so,
3: nice. so fucking nice. Because you don't Maybe know how many mail.
1: labels that'll be like, one tape, $5. Oh, you, uh. want, oh, oh, you want two tapes? That's going to be $7, my friend,
3: for shipping. <laughs> I'm like physically cringing. My arms are like tumbling. That's not how the Postal Service works.
2: I mean, has the Postal Service been a band? Like, I thought they they stopped operating a long time ago. <laughs>
1: Didn't they they gave up. Shut up. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on the Chill Wave Pod? Uh, I had fun. Me too.
3: Uh-huh. I didn't listen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
2: Pigeon only listens to the episodes they're on.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've never even listened to the pod podcast. Yes.
2: <laughs> never. Who did we have on that never actually listened? Because we had some. We had like someone on who like openly was like, "I've never listened to an episode."
1: Well. I think Liam. Me? Liam. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. It was Liam from.
1: Liam so. was like. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I only listened to the freshman class because Commander Salamander was a freshman. Yeah. Uh, the 2010 episode that came out very recently, uh, that was cool. Someone pointed out that it was funny the way that we were talking about, uh, High Tide Hotel because Nate Dione was actually the drummer on that album. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is just news um, to me. So maybe Nate Dion is actually like the cornerstone of the emo revival that no one really thought of.
2: I I non-ironically might actually believe that to be honest. Right. Um, yeah. I yeah I did want to say I I have different thoughts on one of the albums we talked about. Cause, so David Anthony was texting me a storm while he was listening <laughs> to that episode that's like the um, yeah cuz
1: he's like the age that would
2: yeah um and he said you should go back and give the echo and the light another chance interesting um, and i did and actually i think i might like it more than summer fences now oh. i think it, it's that good like it really i th- i think just cuz i hadn't listened to it in like a while like maybe a couple years um but i went back and l- listened to it and it definitely sounds like uh Honestly, like, really ahead of its time. Like, I think there are bands now that are still like trying to, trying to sound like that record. Um, but that did it really, really well, and the vocals are better than I remember them being as well. So, great record. Changed my mind. Did <laughs> Did David Anthony say anything about Joie? Nothing about Joie. Okay, that's uh, the one that I'm did... like
1: that I was like nervous about.
2: Yeah, he did have a couple things to say about grown ups. Um and he's he said they like grown ups and cassavet were both kind of thought of as like pop punk bands around that time. Like 'cause they were all they were all in hardcore bands prior. Yeah. Uh I didn't know that Cassavet were hardcore dudes, but I did know about that, that about grown ups. Um and so when when they started doing the Twinkly stuff, people thought of them as like, you know, really, really goofy pop punk. And now they're Jeez. kinda looked at as a little bit more serious so I thought that was cool it was cool to have that perspective definitely I mean I've never known anyone to be around during
1: that time that listened to that stuff when it was coming out so Mm -hmm. um (laughs) the next note is the Algernon episode which was gigantic I mean it was gigantic just us doing it it was gigantic that like Algernon Cadwalder posted our podcast on their Facebook page which is like literally something I never thought that I I would touch something that would get that near to Algernon, so it was all mind blowing. Tank is just the nicest person in the world. Super I mean, he's beyond humble. He's self deprecating.
2: Um Yeah. Self ethicing even. Yeah. Like <laughs> I want Tank I want Tank's self esteem to grow. That's all I want. Yeah.
1: Alex, did you listen to that episode?
3: I didn't. It was like three days ago. Yeah. At the time of this re- of recording I'm just late So like maybe I'll get around
2: um, I really had fun With that episode I feel like we did not have as much to say As the snowing episode And I think that's because like We were way more emotionally attached to the songs And so all we could be like Was like oh wow this song's amazing mm. And nothing <laughs> else Like that, that's the only thing we could do But it was still fun I mean that's just the fact about parrot flies every single song on it is a stunner so yeah if we don't have anything to say besides this song fucking slaps then yeah that's the way it goes true um and then we get to the thing (laughs) Ellie roasted bands on twitter i feel like something else that should be mentioned is like you you made an algernon tweet that went off yeah so we already had a bunch of people looking at the at the page and then hot on the heels of that, I was like, fuck you, Kyle. I want attention. Um, and... Is that really what it was? <laughs> that was my entire motivation. Was... Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was like an easy joke that I'm surprised never was made. So,
2: yeah. um, so, so... <laughs> and I was just like, give me any band and I'll roast them. And I made sure to say no special treatment and no positivity because I didn't want people giving me bands that they knew I was friends with and would go easy on. Um, and like, actually I think one of the bands, Michael Sarah Palin. Yeah. We're, we're both, both real good friends with Elliot and I maybe went harder on them than any other band. Uh, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. And we got like a hundred something Twitter followers from it. <laughs> um, I want to so try and
1: find some great hits here from that. Yeah. Uh, th- the riley one was extremely funny because the Riley one
2: was great because Riley was like wait, wait. no <laughs> the,
1: the jail sox one was like the they knew they had to be setting themselves up for it that's what that yeah that that's what I'm trying to say um some yeah. ones that were just straight up rude was the one about sparkle horse um the <laughs> the nirvana one <laughs> Ivana's most ever. Really
2: oh, thank you. No one liked that. No one. Get, no one liked or retweeted or replied to that one at all. So I'm glad to see it's not slept on.
1: Oh, uh, lot, lot to dispute one. The Weezer jokes, which were Prince Daddy I and wrestle Weezer. Wrestle with Jimmy.
2: The Prince Daddy one was music made by and for people who still anticipate new Weezer albums. And then the Weezer one was I already made fun of Prince Daddy. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. All right. I think my favorite one uh, might have been the band that was like, We Like To Be Abused. And oh. I said, so does anyone who <laughs> likes to listen to your music? Yes. <laughs> uh,
1: was that – or no, who was the one that was like, I see you on R-Emo, but you sound like every band on R-Emo?
2: Oh, I think that was uh, uh, Equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also
3: really like the – uh state champs one because i just really don't like that
2: band and they do they do sound like the way zoomie smells for sure (laughs) um i really my some of my favorites were i really liked the touche amore one. yeah that one um honestly another shout out to the nirvana one because (laughs) nirvana is like in my top 10 favorite bands of all time and i just like slandered them also the the fucking nice one I'm surprised that they still, like, wanted to take over Insta, because I was very mean to them, too. I don't know. I thought it was cool that everyone was pretty much just a good sport about it. Yeah. And there were bands that, like, nominated themselves, and then if the roast was good enough, they followed us. So, <laughs> it's like, this is a proving ground.
3: It's a, a pretty uh, good, good condition.
2: Oh, yeah, and the Mom Jeans one, which Mom Jeans, I assume, will never see. Yeah, so what's the what's this next thing mike kinsella refused to sign your jewel yeah
1: so i went to an owen show i've never seen owen before because owen just i don't know it's like whenever daddy mike kinsella has time to play owen shows he (laughs) he does it and it was like his first time in in wisconsin in like 15 years or something like that uh so i and like i saw this and i just got in my head that like I'm gonna ask Mike Kinsella to sign my jewel, cause I don't know. I don't know why I got in my head, but as soon as the show announced, I was like, "Mike, you're gonna sign my jewel." I commented that on like some post, and then I was like, "Oh, it's time for the show. I'm gonna actually see if he'll sign my jewel, just to be funny." And uh, he like refused to sign it. He was like,
2: "That's fucked up." He
3: <laughs> like in person.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like oh, brought shit. it up to him, and he's like, "Oh no!" And, and he was just like, "I don't have to do this. I don't endorse this. I'm gonna say no."
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> shit.
2: I think that's great because, like, he was clearly just being funny, but also he totally fucking dissed you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disrespect. Um, like he was very rude and not nice, but in a funny way, so it's cool.
3: But like, yeah,
1: see, that's well, what I aspire to. Have have any of y'all seen American Football? Live? No. Okay. Mike doesn't talk much or anything. I don't know. It's, like, very just, like, straightforward shit. But, like, this Owen show was, like, Mike Kinsella online on stage. Like, he was talking shit about his kids. He was talking shit about, like, (laughs) just, like, being a dad. And he was, like, just making jokes about, like... That's so sick. Yeah. So, like... I thought that was cool because, like, every time I'd seen American football, it was just like no bullshit. But like, this was like the Mike Consillo that like we all follow and stuff.
2: It was like it was like the Mountain Goats, like just like how John Darnielle just shoots the shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool.
3: Big fan of shooting, but uh, of the shit.
2: I'm also a big fan of shooting shit. Huge Second <laughs> Amendment proponent over here. <laughs> gonna... Um. Go do out we have
3: and uh,
2: shoot do... shoot shoot the shit <laughs> i'll shoot the shit i'll shoot that shit bobby did we want to like talk about any of the things that people said to us on, on twitter just now when i like made that post yeah these all kind of are we... stupid <laughs> yeah these these are <laughs> all stupid and I, re- I resent our listeners
1: they used to, <laughs> they they used to bring some like really thought-provoking shit and now we've just apparently let this shit in who let this shit in it's it's
2: it's honestly my fault because <laughs> like <laughs> i i opened the floodgates with the roast and now everyone just thinks they can shit post yeah constantly um. and will acknowledge them
1: i got like one shit post and i got one decent thing on
2: instagram what was the decent thing I, I vote that we don't even acknowledge the shitposts because they made me mad.
1: Fans okay. uh, <laughs> from the emo revival, you can see having reunions and touring in 15 to 20 years the way Mineral and American Football have.
2: Glacomara. Can you see Glacomara reuniting?
1: I don't know if I can. I don't know. That's That's been I only just... five years since they did their final shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but I mean... like, Glacomara is definitely, like, kind of like a decent test run for this because like they've only gotten way fucking popular since they've broken up.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Glockamora's songwriting is so like distressingly personal that I would not be shocked if they didn't want to revisit it. Yeah, you know? that,
3: that, that's a good point. But isn't
2: American like, football and Mineral
1: kind of personal?
2: I mean, yeah, but in a more like elliptical way a way that like you could like distance yourself from there's nothing like like i can't see myself writing something like anniversary song and then like being able to sing it like 10 15 years down the line yeah like that would fuck me up
3: what other bands
2: i was about to say i like this is just like my my own personal like want because i have no idea if it could ever be a possibility but high tide hotel for sure that band's so sick uh, but that
1: like really requires a lot of people to get into them like that's true i think like that's like the kicker for, for i mean that's like the requirement for this question is like a band's got to really fucking take off in a big bad way like an american football level or a mineral level is more appropriate because that's more attainable yeah mm-hmm.
2: but like um, modern baseball is definitely gonna be that okay all right so we're gonna like include bands that were like active more recently
4: yeah yeah sure
2: because i was i was definitely throwing back to like the very beginning of the emo revival and honestly i see like almost zero of those bands reuniting pro like probably um if the if the hotelier breaks up i definitely could see them doing like a 10 15 year anniversary show for something you know also a a band with like
3: deeply personal song songwriting though
2: no that's true yeah that's true I don't know. Maybe I just have a double standard for (laughs) Glockamora. I mean, Algernon, Cadwaller. Maybe Tank wants it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was about to say a cancelled band, so I will not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to bleep it? Sure. Uh... Yeah. Big time. Yeah, probably. Um, And, like, on that note, also... (laughs) Like, I definitely think is going to reunite and people will, like, forget all about everything that happened and be totally okay with it.
1: Undoubtedly. Would a Jack Senneth project? It, uh, if, if Jack's one... not canceled. Just uh, Nick. Right, but, like, do you think, like...
3: Like, one... if one were to ever, like, reunite, it'd probably be, like, William Bonney.
2: Yeah. um, I don't know. Maybe uh, Nola though.
3: I hope that, that Nola gets, like, more
2: life and i could see nola more than like sail north this is on this is honestly like a tough question because it's... these are more bands that like i feel very uh personally attached to because i've been there for the come up i don't think touche amore will ever break up <laughs> i think that band is yeah going, straight up like he's that... touring 10 months out of the year for years can what, i
3: <laughs> what a fucking hard working band do you remember
1: what was H- hesitation wounds did you like that I fucking love Hesitation Wounds. I did not. That shit did not do I, it
3: for me. I, I, I liked it when it first came out, but since then I just haven't given it much attention. But like last year Hesitation Wounds played a gig with like Glassjaw and oh, JPEG yeah. Mafia. Just yeah, fucking I remember seeing insane. That. Did you yeah. go? No. I wish I I did cuz like Glassjaw was a particularly important band for for me in like fucking seventh eighth grade so
2: <laughs> yeah for sure
3: but um and uh, of course peggy is just peggy
2: let's swing it to the screamo realm i think Sweet la Loon is going to come back for sure probably cersei have been like kind of teasing something um i think they they could come back maybe like once every five years or something like, like that
3: just played their like last show though
2: I mean, that's true, but um, I don't know. They never they never seem to, like, feel dead to me. Mm-hmm. And they also... I think I talked about this uh, in the one episode we talked about Cersei, but they had that one post that's like, if Bam Margera will let us play at his house, we'll get back together. <laughs> oh, that'd be so sick. <laughs> that'd be so fucking sick. Circle Takes the Square are still together, but they yeah. don't do shit.
3: Yeah, there's a lot of bands like that. Like, Ampere, still... Together, but haven't done shit since like twenty thirteen.
2: Yeah, Metallica.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, seeing page ninety nine tomorrow. Oh, sick! Actually, yeah, it's gonna be so so fucking wild.
2: I'm like unreal. i jealous. You have no idea.
3: <laughs> I like like this will be like my second like Screamo reunion show. The first being like City of Caterpillar back in twenty seventeen. Um, I just really love Screamo.
2: Yeah. Uh, fuck Screamo, dude. Fuck you though.
1: The other Instagram question was from Stars Hollow, and they said, "If you don't talk about the Billie Eil- Billy Eilish record, I'm fucking done." I've never heard Billy Eilish's music, but she's definitely an industry plant.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Undoubtedly.
1: No, like it's like too perfectly crafted.
3: Yeah. For, like,
1: well, because she has parents in the extra. industry. Yeah. I
3: have no complaints about Billy. I- Eilish, i actually haven't heard of the record but the like singles and various tracks that i've heard like in passing or like of, of of my own accord have just been like this is cool but i mean it's not really for me
2: yeah i know almost nothing about billy eilish uh, but i do want uh to reiterate to anyone who might not be aware that she's fucking 17 so stop being a creepy pedophile
1: oh is that um, a thing
2: yeah, 100%. Like, do you remember when Chloe Grace Moretz was like really big? Uh there was like this website that had like a countdown until she was legal. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. That's unfortunately yeah, not that's surprising whack. at all.
2: Yeah. And people are kind of like having that same vibe about Billie Eilish. Uh Oh dear. Billie Eilish. I don't know. But yeah, I've never I've never listened to her music. Uh I kind of gather she uh appeals to the same people who really like Blade. Um Mm. That's that's what I've gathered. <laughs> uh,
3: she's like way more like normie than Blade.
2: Okay. Blade All right, ki- that's true. I, Blade okay, kind Juice of lies
3: in like some some vein of uh, obscurity. Would you yeah, say
2: Ju- Juice World then. Yeah.
3: A Juice World pro- probably.
1: Okay. I mean, isn't um, she just like Halsey though?
3: Yeah, people has- have 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 compared her like sonically to like Lord.
2: I don't know. I did see a think piece that was like. Ah, uh, the new Billie Eilish harkens back to the days of Avril Lavigne and Haley Williams, that she's like the new quote-unquote emo uh, Shh. woman, Shh. you know. E- uh, evil with like
3: seven hundred quotation marks.
2: Exactly, exactly. And I mean, like, fuck a Billie Eilish. Listen to Shanna Taylor's music. True. <laughs> I don't know. I th- I feel like. Uh, well, cause Haley Williams and Navarra Levine had the same fucking shit too. They were both also teenagers when they took off. That's very it's very weird to me that like it's seemingly uh as a emo pop artist who is a woman, your music can only take off if you are under eighteen and old men want to fuck you. That's disturbing. Uh.
1: But it's just like perfectly marketed to like the alternative like high schoolers. And, yeah. But, like, it's not exclusively uh, appealing to them because everyone pays attention to that shit. Yeah,
2: you
1: know, the yeah, fucking, yeah. uh...
2: You laugh at me because I'm different, I laugh at you because you're all the same <laughs> set.
3: Yeah. My music scares people. Billy Isla shit <laughs> just, like, strikes me as, like, high school music. So, like...
2: Yeah. Well, big time. Yeah. yeah. let's. Go... We just called Tyler a high schooler, is what we did.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not sorry.
1: <laughs> uh Let's, like, pay, like... 30 seconds of attention to each of these Twitter questions, then? How about that? All right. Yep. Yep. Right. That sounds fantastic idea. Can Ellie just roast Chill Wave for an hour and a half? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, cool. Finding Emo asks, can we get a comprehensive ranked list of every Deep Elm release? Um, I mean, first of all, that's like a thousand records deep, and they all kind of sound the same.
3: I don't know. <laughs> I have heard Deep Elm.
2: Well, isn't uh, was it Ladderman also? on Deep Elm? No, that was no idea. No, Ladder Man was definitely definitely oh, yeah. had like a release on Deep Elm. What? It's a label. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> are you for real? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fucking kidding around. What did they put out on Deep Elm? Hang on. They I'm, were I'm, like. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. No matter where we go. That was on Deep Elm. They. I thought yep. I thought they. What the? How were they not? No idea. <laughs> I. I know they. They sound extremely no idea. Yeah. Um, Wait, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. All right, I've clicked on the Ladderman Discogs. No idea did all of their vinyl, the CD, and I'm and I'm assuming the rest of the shit, like marketing uh, stuff, was probably Deep Elm.
2: I'm on the Wikipedia. Yeah. In 2005, the band struck a deal with Deep Elm and released the landmark and highly influential "No Matter Where We Go," as well as a re-release of the out of out of print "Turn Up the Punk" will be singing, and it links to a punk news. Article,
1: yeah, and on discogs, it's like everything vinyl wise is handled on no idea, but like D Belm put the CD out and I'm assuming did all the press and shit,
2: yeah. So, anyway, Ladderman and Cross My Heart, that's it, <laughs> maybe Benton Falls, Benton uh, they that. did Appleseed Cast Records. Oh, okay, uh, uh what also Branston, right?
1: Yeah, that's on their Wikipedia page.
2: And none of the emo diaries because they are all like kind of bad. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried to sit through an emo diaries compilation, but I they mean, are kind. of I evil. mean,
1: back in the day, because Tom Waits swore by them. Uh, Planes mistaken for oh. stars. Good, good oh, band, right? Fuck.
2: Good, good fuck. band, right? Is that Deep Elm? Uh, it's probably some of it, because they I, I really like Planes Mistaken for Stars. Yeah. Good, good band. Good band. Good, good band. Um, Before they went sludge metal. Their new stuff is sludge metal and they used to be like emo core. Um, I, I thought it
1: was heard cool the that they came stuff. back and did something on Deathwish. I thought that was a good look for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the new stuff on Deathwish is like more sludge metal, is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, l- top 10 metal core breakdowns per Robert.
2: Um, I have like a top five. <laughs> okay. uh, 18 visions tower of snakes i'm uh, really
3: not the one to ask me either
2: uh, absentee debate by unbroken uh before dishonor by hate breed um that's a good one uh that one norma gene breakdown that's like like bringing a knife to a, a gunfight you know what i'm talking about that breakdown sick um and uh the last breakdown in the saddest day by converge what about um oh, true
1: Dillinger Escape Plan. They don't really have breakdowns, do they? Do they have breakdowns? I mean, I guess if you, like,
2: consider the opening riff of 43% Burnt, a, a breakdown. Is that? that is that? Yep, uh, that, yep. Yeah, yeah. uh, that riff goes fucking hard. I went on a binge of watching a bunch of Dillinger Escape Plan live videos. The and Virgin that Megastore. That's, like, the video. Well, yeah. That's the legendary one where he headwalks. Yes. Um, but there's also another one. They played a show in, like, Kansas City, and the venue was like, hey, uh, either you don't play or you play and we don't pay you because we're, we don't have money. And Dillinger Escape Plan was like, all right, fuck you, and then, like, destroyed the place <laughs> like during their performance. So, Just tore it to shreds.
1: So Dillinger Escape Plan <laughs> played the last show at this venue and, like the band started, and he throws the microphone at, like, a light hanging above the crowd and shatters yeah. it. Yeah.
2: And you got, like, Ben Weinman hanging by his legs from rafters and yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, that band was just unreal. Yeah, that... And they all, they played everything perfectly. Like, you look at a band like the Chariot, and they are not playing anything correctly.
1: <laughs> but it sounds like...
2: like oh, when you fuck up a
1: note on uh, Guitar Hero, that's what Chariot yeah. sounds like <laughs> live. <laughs> Uh,
2: but dillinger escape plan is like actively using their teeth to throw like pieces of scaffolding from the ceiling at like fiberglass showering all over the audience and playing perfectly yeah
3: <laughs> that band's insane
2: yeah r.i.p yeah yeah uh which kind of okay here's a good question which
1: kind of over project slash albums are emo and which are just him crying into a microphone
2: uh commander venus is emo um that's
1: a pair of is emo
2: De- yeah death says definitely emo bright eyes is like not and uh better oblivion community center is uh adult contemporary
3: really like john mayer
2: yeah <laughs> jack johnson yeah for sure
1: for some reason like people i mean i am a huge connor fan i actually think like the connor over solo records are actually really cool the one that he's probably talking about or just him crying to a microphone is the one that he just recently did with just him in a piano. And he's just like talking about like death because he almost died from some disease. And that's was just like a really in- in- interesting to do at this point in in his career. Um,
2: yeah. But like interest, it's interesting to almost die at this point in his yeah, career. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but like, I, I just could not give a fuck about this, a, a better oblivion thing because like,
2: it, I mean it, I did see them live. Did
1: you like buy the tickets or were you going with someone? I went. I went with someone. <laughs> that's how and I went figured with... Ellie ends up at one of those shows.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh I went with Dina and uh two of her friends um and so Dina bought 3 out of the 4 tickets and she kind of just ended up spending $90 to hear 3 Bright Eyes songs. <laughs> uh that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, they were cool, though. They did, like, a really good replacements cover. And, and they... Like, they had... Him and Phoebe Bridgers just had really good, like, onstage chemistry. Like, they had good stage presence together. So it was, like, a pleasant show, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. The <laughs> so. thing about that, and, like, this is, like, hardly, like, an insult. But it's just, like, if someone was, like, Phoebe and Connor are making music together, it sounds exactly what I thought it would be. Which is just, like, uh, sleepy... Mid tempo, I don't know, like sad person music. Uh, yeah, audio ambient. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just like exactly what I thought it would be, and that was just like disappointing. I don't know. It's definitely like hitting. It's definitely scratching some itch that apparently like the whole entire fucking pitchfork audience needed
2: not just that they've been selling out every single fucking venue i know like they moved from a smaller venue to a huge venue in austin because they sold out that fast and then that venue sold out
1: yeah i mean that's what phoebe did madison alone um the the topic of where is title fight i mean april's april's almost done that's what we were told is april okay
4: uh, I don't know uh,
1: did, did you see that our email post where it was like I finally met the man and people were like who is that and then people were like oh that's Ben Russin, apparently
3: wow
2: Ned Russin, you mean or Ben I don't know
1: Ben's the drummer
2: yeah Ned's the, okay. the singer
1: yeah, yeah. It, it was Ben knows Ned but like people were just like who
2: is that
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow people have like forgotten <laughs>
2: You know they were talking about uh, Sound and Fury two thousand nine at on Axe to Grind um, Two thousand nine. 2009. okay um the two thousand nine Sound and Fury and that made me realize I'm pretty sure that was like my first like real show Sound and Fury two thousand nine um so that's cool uh t- title fight and Touche and Nails and Ceremony and Bad Seed all played uh so that's sick I'm hip in retrospect now. But really, I was just like a dipshit, like twelve-year-old. <laughs> I like had to Friends pay my parents activism. back. Yeah, I had to pay my parents back for that show, like <laughs> out of like birthday money. <laughs> uh, one other point for this: uh, posting a-, a picture
1: of you and a band member to our email is like the dumbest thing.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, almost as dumb as the time someone posted a picture of themselves with fucking Beto O'Rourke. <laughs> <laughs> Why Fulgazi hey, hey, was, was, was politician? On our email. Yeah. <laughs> Why though? Yeah, because he's used to be in a band with the dude from At the Drive In.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cedric, yeah that So that was the hook
2: to post it to our emo. Yeah. I don't know. Beto is fucking awful. He's he's a fucking oil politician. He's bullshit. He's just literally just Ted Cruz, uh, with like a more pleasant sheen. Yeah, that's it. Didn't he but pronounce "fugazi"
1: s- funny or something?
2: Fugazi or something? I don't know. Um, okay. I c- I could give a fuck. I w- wish people would force the Democratic Party to move further left. Uh, but uh, whatever. This is not Chapo Trap House, so I'll shut up. Okay. <laughs> uh, thoughts on the "I Love Your Lifestyle" album slash
1: international emo in general? That album is fucking great. It's one of my favorite emo things. Behind like that forest album so far this year
2: and forests are also international emo. yeah uh and chinese football there's a lot of great international emo and a lot of great international screamo for sure yeah um, screamo is. yes amazing. yes, yes. <laughs> um but like I people say like sorry go ahead i was gonna say like there's like
1: i mean the uk emo scene seems to be like very strong but does not make it
2: well, like I mean, there's, here, really. there's, I love your lifestyle, and I told you I would eat you. Yeah, and I uh, feel fine. Yeah, that's kind of like it for bands that have like kind of broken over here, yeah, though, right?
1: Camp, Camp Cope, straight up, are, I mean, we
2: we they're, like went over. They're Australian.
1: Yeah, but they're also not emo. I think people um, noticed about at some point. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if this person asks a question, Kenneth Martin, uh, hit, hit us up with the bands, cause. I'm sick of the bands from here. <laughs> did y'all listen to I, listen to that album though? Yeah, it I was did sick. not. It was good. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, best jazz funk album and why is it on the corner? Uh, I mean, let me Google what on the corner is real quick. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't know, know, know what it is either.
2: It's Miles Davis yeah it's miles davis um i mean that's not even the best miles davis record with the best miles davis record is bitches brew um but is that a jazz funk album no that's jazz fusion yeah um i don't know because jazz funk isn't really my thing um right so sure i'll give it on to the corner you know i miles davis is someone you really can't go wrong with in the realm of jazz
1: i really but, like that yeah. coleman
2: Ornette, Col- Ornette Coleman is good. Uh, John Coltrane is good. Jack Dejanet is really good. Um, I don't really want to get in the jazz bag, though.
1: Me <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is talk about Jesus and shit or something. I don't know.
2: Uh, <laughs> Under Oath. Norma Jean <laughs> and The Devil Wears Prada. The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. God yeah. take me because I hate me.
1: <laughs> uh we are 53 minutes in so let's get into what have you been listening to this week
2: oh do we gotta i don't know i feel like this is skippable
1: <laughs> okay well let me talk about what i've been listening to this week uh all right i really do that too i really <laughs> really like that club night record that came out on tiny engines it's not an emo thing by any means but it totally sounds like blog rock um it kind of reminds me of that band the may or the may I've heard people pronouncing it in the dorm room nine years ago both ways, uh, but yeah, it definitely sounds like something that did not come out in 2019, and I love it. Um, I don't think it's really crossed over to emo realm that much, even though it's Tiny Engines, uh, but it's super good. Um, I've been listening to Fury for the first time. All right. Wow, you've been right.
3: sleeping. I've,
1: I've uh, apparently
2: what
1: the fuck? <laughs> apparently I've been listening. To, yeah, so like the past three weeks or so, I've been listening to Fury. And I like it a lot. I'm like really looking forward to this record, but the singles aren't like making me like want to pre order it or anything.
2: I don't know. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. I really like Paramount. Um Oh yeah, that's a great, great one. That's like a that's like definitely like a in the realm of new classic for me within hardcore. But the new stuff they're putting out kinda sounds like fucking a little bit like record collector core. You know? Like it sounds a little bit like they're kind of aping gag and bib and that stuff just a little bit and that is just so like, not chain my punk? jam. Uh uh eh, like, I feel like Chain Punk and Egg Punk are like new terms for what used to be called Mysterious Guy Hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but I mean like the only good Mysterious Guy Hardcore band ever was hoax. So if you're not hoax then you shouldn't bother.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I really liked the uh the kind of youth crew revival thing that they were doing on Paramount. So maybe if they have some songs like that in that vein uh on the new record i'll be into it but i agree the new singles i haven't been feeling
1: (laughs) yeah me neither what was the mysterious guy hardcore record that came out last year on youth attack that everyone was talking about all the art looked like a horror movie or something city hunter yeah
2: i I don't know if i'd call that mysterious guy hardcore it was kind of just like uh power violence with a pitch shifter on the vocals yeah um (laughs) I didn't like it. That was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, Dan Dan Ozzy can suck a fat one for recommending that. Um, (laughs) I mean, but like,
1: I wouldn't call it bad because I know it's
2: definitely like hitting with that very
1: specific person that likes that shit. It's.
2: I mean, but honestly, like people who are fans of Mysterious Guy Hardcore are fucking like weirdos. They do. Yeah, they do coke off Japanese vinyl and like (laughs) jerk off to Hostel. Like we don't need them.
1: Oh fuck! I had that. I love your
3: lifestyle.
1: Record written down here. Um, and I've listened to a lot of Coke Bust. I really like. Yeah. Coke
3: Yeah, that band's so fucking tight.
1: It's just like that perfect, like seven-minute EP, type of show. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They and I, I know that people give Coke Bust shit for like being, I don't know, just be just for being semi-popular and having. Uh, Chris Moore, who was in that band that did that shit with Scion, Magruder Grind. Um, I don't yeah.
2: Know. I mean, Magruder Grind is sick.
1: Honestly, like, <laughs> like the, that the shit is so hot, but they did that one thing and fucked them for the rest of their lives.
2: People get goofy with that stuff. Uh, what have y'all been listening I, I just got st- <laughs> <shit>. Fuck. <laughs> I changed my mind. I want to talk about some shit. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Um, go ahead hate breed satisfaction is the death of desire um i unfortunately like came to the realization that ride the lightning and master of puppets are like not actually bad albums (laughs) like uh
3: uh, metallica's sick
2: i mean i don't know if i'd go as far as to say sick but like those are albums do not sound as dated as the other 80s thrash records Mm -hmm. like they've held up better than like anthrax and slayer and whatnot um the first four year strong album the first two albums by the used are actually like low-key fucking fire uh burt mccracken's vocals are just kind of ridiculous and i i'm really down with them uh bad seed rage against the machine and Downset because i have to listen to those two together uh, the album better judged by 12 than carried by six by the killer. Um, which is just really good. Like regret and pain filled Chicago, hardcore, uh, harm's way used to cover the song pills, uh, live with, uh, the vocalist of the killer, Luke graph, ultra dolphins, uh, the new nail song, which is fucking hard. Is that good? <laughs> it's good. Uh, my friend Tristan tweeted something like, uh, Nails only release songs with like things that could be on Forever 21 shirts now, yeah. but because <laughs> the new song is called I Don't Want to Know You, but uh, it's actually it's so like a so...
3: Fuck, fucking cringe, <laughs>
2: yeah, but it's like kind of hard. And they have a the B side on that has like Max from Sepultura on it. Um, did y'all ever listen to Frank's hardcore Frank from My Chemical Romance, his hardcore band, uh, Leathermouth? I did, they're dope
3: not like re- regularly but I like listen to the record like like a dozen times in early high school
2: yeah they kind of sound like uh American Nightmare I think some hip hop uh Iron Man by Ghostface Killa uh Injury Reserve who were fucking sick Injury Reserve is ridiculous this band Out of Body that uh I saw play with uh Knapp and Stob, and I saw them uh, too yeah and Safe and Sound um out of Body are very, very good. Uh, they're like. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah, they're hardcore mixed with like kind of like the groovy funk riffs, but also like some shoegaze influence, like, or like space rock, like Hum.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, the Smiths. I've been listening to the Smiths because I'm a I'm big old gay. <laughs> sketch. Sketch. Smiths are sketch, yeah.
3: I've been listening to uh, a lot lot of Mitski. Uh, specifically I'll Be the Cowboy Gawk by a, a Wunderbar
1: I've seen Wunderbar like three times and I've never like meant to see them at all but that shit live That's is sack. like way there's such a wild band live but recorded it sounds like just shit that college kids listen to
3: I l- like th- that specific LP it has some uh, good good, good <laughs> grooves mm-hmm. uh the Camadre self titled.
2: Uh, oh yeah, Camadre. The commadre. new Lord,
3: Lord Snow. Uh, Big time. uh, uh broadcast. There's a little, like a dreamy, a noisy pop band. Word. Uh, and uh, Worry by uh, Jeff Rosenstock.
2: A Worry's hard. Worry is the Abbey Road of punk.
3: Instant <laughs> classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was an instant classic. <laughs> i wish i was on the same level like anywhere near that 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 level of like
2: musicianship um the thing is like it's not that he's like that insanely good of a musician he just knows how to write songs very fucking well because he's been doing nothing but writing songs for like 12 years yeah it's crazy (laughs) Yeah, longer than that like 20 years but like the thing that
1: I've been saying is like that was the record that Jeff's been building up to his entire career
2: yeah that makes sense
1: like just in the just in the sense that it's like big it's just like perfectly like edited and just everything it just seems like it was the most like well thought out and like it has his I mean that album is just his personality condensed into like the 18 songs or whatever the fuck yeah it has some some
3: just great flow overall Mm
2: -hmm. the b-side is just ridiculous
3: insane oh yeah yeah cool
2: when i saw him he played the entire b-side like in a row just as a chunk in the middle of a show it was Uh, pretty it was pretty dope
1: i was just gonna squeeze in here that the day that i saw him on like the worry tour or whatever was like the day after trump got elected and it was like a very special show
2: oh that's sick
3: damn word
2: I'm so uh, glad Trump got elected, so you could have that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the,
3: the one redeeming factor.
2: <laughs>
3: Been listening to a lot of No Name. Like she's. Oh like, yeah. She,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: She's like probably my favorite rapper right now. She, she's just really good and like just really creative. Yeah. Plus her like like her instrumentals from like a production side are just really crisp and. And full of just interesting sounds. Also, the new uh, Chan single is like really, really fucking cool.
2: Oh yeah, they released that on four four, and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle <laughs> roasted them. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not the only one who roasts fans.
1: Yeah, but yeah. I'm the only one that makes dad jokes on our Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: fucked. Yep. Uh I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna. I want to skip the first note okay, here. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah yeah uh sad summer fest
3: yeah this,
1: so this is that festival that is let me pull this up here so I can get it all uh this was announced like over a month ago, i think at this point
3: it doesn't look good <laughs> uh
1: like, it's like, not looking
2: good <laughs> it is really i'm out i'm i'm
1: i am very sad about this uh But it is a festival that's traveling to all these venues, multiple stages type of thing. It's like an all-day thing. And it's headlined by four bands, and then it's got three bands below. But State Champs, Mayday Parade, The Main, The Wonder Years, and then those three smaller bands would be Mom Jeans, Just Friends, and Stand Atlantic. Um, So
2: aside from The Wonder Years, this entire lineup just like disgusts me on a deep primal. <laughs> I uh, like
1: this is basically like an emo night type of
3: crowd. yeah yeah it's fucking emo night but on tour yeah let's let, but, let's take but, a minute to process but, this like but
1: emo so, night does tour <laughs> FYI yeah that's true
3: I just I'm wanted to say know. I feel like I don't go to fucking emo night
1: <laughs> I obsess about this shit so <laughs>
2: The death of Warped Tour was just, like, cutting off the head of a Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> so, or oh, popping oh, up holy
3: shit. Plates. That's a fantastic analogy.
2: Because we're also seeing, like, the, the fucking, like, Red State Barbecue Rock Fests. Like, that that have, like, the color morale type bands. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, I don't know. It's it's just, like, a, a bummer. Like, Sad Summer Fests more like sad summer is a bummer bad, bad yeah. summer fest <laughs> more like bad summer fest bad
1: bummer but, fest right so yeah so there's levels to why i'm really upset by this i mean just like sad summer just like calling it that is just bullshit
3: so lame so stupid
1: it's lame it's stupid it's i mean it's pretty insensitive like i don't know you're marketing sadness and that's yeah sad, and that's yeah sad. commodifying
3: like 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 should, I like that. It just... all it's It gross. Almost all, always leaves a bad taste in my mouth, but that's, like, just art. So, like... Um, I mean,
2: uh, so, to me, the worst thing about this is that it reminded me the main exist. <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> you but, reminded me that State Champs existed.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, and Mayday Parade are one of those bands that I think are, like, definitely in the running for the worst band ever. Like... Right. They're not quite neutral milk hotel level, but they're down there. <laughs> <laughs> but like one other thing here, that like really
1: uh, extra sucks is that, except for two people, this lineup is entirely male, and uh, yeah. and and white. I was thinking
3: that uh, that too. Yeah, like yeah, in... it, it's just, uh, just like all like white male people. <laughs> Yeah. And, and like, I
2: think I think that's why they called it Sad Summer Fest because it's so when sad. You'll
3: you just when leave leave the the show really disappointed. No, my,
2: my thought has depth to it, all right? Because okay. when you're a white male and relatively comfortable enough to be able to afford to go to a fest like this you're uh, just sad. Yeah, that's like the bit like the only way you can make your life interesting is by being sad.
3: Yeah <laughs> quotation mark said
2: yeah exactly i'm not just ragging on the band that we always do
1: which is mom jeans but like (sighs) i'm just like surprised because they've always been intentional about intentional about having those lineups be diverse they obviously put some thought into signing on to a festival like this and pissing their summer away because they're going to be doing this the entire summer I, I, I guess I'm not, like, questioning it. I'm just, I'm just like, wondering what made them say yes to this.
2: Oh, money, right? Get, you, so play you they, you <laughs> Get to like, play with state case... champs. Get to play with
3: state champs. Every night.
1: I mean, this is a fucking move. This is a huge move. They're going to be playing in front of huge crowds every night because there's a lot of people that like these bands.
2: Exactly. Uh, but, I
3: like uh... the band mm-hmm. in the sense of, like, I think they they have musicianship and, like, adequate songwriting. Yeah. But they're for sure, like, uh, definitely easy to hate, but I don't hate them.
2: It, it def, it, I mean, it, to me, it just definitely, like, solidifies my already conceived notion of them being, like, the epitome of fake woke.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm very saying very that there's definitely something, but they're a band that puts a thought into every move. That's the thing, though
2: covered like we we kind of covered what their angle is already you know they are yeah. this is the equivalent of being on warp tour
1: yes and that's something that they would have easily been on
2: yeah, yeah. 100% so totally. yeah totally i um, just i just i just wish the lineup was better for them <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean the wonder years are good yeah. i mean i did the not wonder like years. their last record at all the wonder years are a very good band
3: yeah their last record was like adult contemporary
2: yeah it was foo fighters it was a Foo Fighters. <laughs> to-
3: to- totally foo fighters but like uh, the wonder years are like one of those bands for me that have shaped how i listen to music
2: they're Whereas, they're like, amazing live
3: when i like had that like you know everybody reaches that age where they have that musical awakening where they're actually like conscious of the shit that they're listening to uh, uh, the wonder years was among the first band's that like, really propelled my love of, of just how you say alt music
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright next up in not news news the 1975 said there's references to Joan of Arc Braid and a Mineral on their new music um, for some reason for some reason <laughs> I trust this I don't know why I just always think like the 1975 are like in the shit you know oh
3: yeah Uh, i yeah
1: for some reason i trust this
3: i have no doubt that they're actually like i don't know well uh, listened
2: yeah well versed yeah um i mean because their last record was like a jordan peterson audiobook basically like it it was very it was very weird Uh, and the the lyrics were very off-putting um so, like, on a musical level, I'm not very down with the spam, but I do think it is cool that they are sh- shouting Joan of Arc, and Mineral out in their interviews. Yeah, that
3: why is. Cool. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but also, why not like Page Ninety Nine, oh, orchid <laughs> City of Caterpillar? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The
2: 1975 say that there's references to Sweet La Loon, Kid Farrell, and Kid Crash. Uh, Kid Crash on their new record, hell yeah! I want to hear some jazzy post screamo on the 1975. Um, Maybe then
3: I'll actually like regularly listen to them. I actually like gave them like a fair shot, uh, uh, like last week. I, I like started listening to, to them with the intent to pick out things that I'd like about them, and I walked away essentially with the opinion that. They're good, but they're not so- something that I would find myself l- listening to. And if anything, it's just slightly n- not outstanding.
2: Same. Whenever I listen to that band, I always come away with a feeling that like, like probably something like if a co- when a colorblind person looks at a pastel, you know, like there's just something I'm not getting out of this. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I really have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? No. It's no. It's
1: just news, but not news. Not really. Yeah. So on April Fool's Day, we got a couple of gags. Um, one that was maybe way too good. uh, Good and (laughs) calling it a gag isn't fair. Is the Pool Kids released a couple of hardcore songs under the name Pool, and they're very good. All all caps.
2: And uh, they are they are the hardest hardcore songs of the year. Like (laughs) period. They
3: are really really fucking good like i had never listened to Pool, pool kids much uh, before uh, like i had given the lp a couple listens uh, before because they're on like skeletal lightning which is like one of my, my favorite uh, labels right now mm-hmm. and like like hear, hearing that I'm, i i was like wow like they just need to like start another project that like has this sound
2: uh, so two things one this actually made me like their pool kid stuff more yeah me too and, mm-hmm. to and two this is uh just just so everyone's clear this is a code orange parody right like yeah yeah because <laughs> they're like no more kids uh on on like oh, fuck. on like the cover of the record i just got it <laughs> yeah um I don't know. This is sick. I hope they pull like reverse adventures and abandon pool kids to (laughs) do pool full time. Yeah.
1: Um, Here's. So also on April Fool's Day, Haley Williams on her Instagram uh, said that that this is what Paramore wish we sounded like in the early 2000s. Love hearing Matthew twinkly parts mixed with heavy moments. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Here's pool kids reply from the pool thing one day later. Um, one, we said we were done with Twinkly emo bullshit yesterday as an April Fool's joke, and then released two hardcore songs under the name Pool. Two, don't be fooled, we are still a bullshit emo band that plans that plans to to continue releasing emo bullshit. It's not out of our system yet and maybe never will be. Three, due to the overwhelmingly positive reception of Pool, we obviously have no choice but to fuck around with this a little. Maybe a lot. It was fun, we loved it, and are now deaf looking forward to doing more with it but we are still pool kids and we're still making tappy bullshit four to our new followers that came here from Haley williams shouting out our not hardcore album yesterday i'm sorry you came at such a confusing time <laughs> please listen to our album that sounds like paramore and ignore the hardcore joke we released yesterday five and finally yes it was a code orange reference we fucking love code orange
2: sick that's that so cool.
1: such a joy to cool read.
3: kids
2: I love that. Um, shout out Hale Williams. Big, she's big always come off. Williams. She's always come off as like a really cool person to me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she also fucks with, you know, the hardcore th- stuff that they just did because, uh, she reps like Madball shirts live and whatnot. Um,
3: Madball.
2: Madball. <laughs> I heard myself echo on this computer. <laughs>
3: New York hardcore. <laughs>
2: rick to life who the fuck are you
3: (laughs) rick to life is oh
2: it's so sad yeah i don't want to talk about rick to life because it's gonna bum me the fuck out uh uh do you want to get into the next thing then yeah should we because this is like two canceled things on top of each other yeah let's
1: at least address that it happened okay all
2: right. So little Little B is a pedophile. Okay. And well, Nick Stutzman is a piece of shit. Did you know um, that Little B was a pedophile? I did.
1: But I'm not the one who posted this. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's yeah. like a
2: big thing. Like, I am like, taking... just, like took him down. Who did? <laughs> hip hop heads. There. This was like a huge thread. The subreddit hip hop heads. Yes. Okay. I did there, not know there, this. Was, this was a thread like maybe a month or two ago. They were like, "Can we talk about Little B?" And uh. Just, like, so much shit about him sliding into underage people's DMs and asking them to model for him and shit. Just very weird. I felt, like,
3: personally hurt when I heard about that because I'm like, wow. Like, like I, I felt uh, the same pain when I learned that, that, that like, Viper was a, a total, like, horrible person.
2: Yeah, same. Like Because, like,
3: just, like, the humor value of, like, whether it be, like, their music or their like internet presence like that just had me rolling and like now i'm like oh fuck
2: now i feel gross horrible
3: people yeah i feel feel gross
2: yeah but i mean like to some extent if you like are familiar with viper's output and little b's output it it makes total sense that it's really like fucked up people behind it Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah because they definitely just come off as like low-key like scam artists yeah Okay,
1: so Lil B sampled Midwest Pen Pals. Or Lil B's producer, who is apparently is uh, in Gothboy Click for this song. The person that produced this track is someone that has to do with the Gothboy Click. And Who is it?
2: Who's the producer? Fish, Fishnark. Oh my god, Fishnark?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fishnark
2: should know better.
1: This is lore.
2: Yeah, no, well, because Fishnark calls this, calls like whack shit out all the time. He should know better.
1: Yeah. I, I guess I I I guess all this proves that a lot of people are oblivious to you, some things, and I guess does this also say that like if 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 you're like quote unquote canceled or called out on something as niche as hip hop heads, does that mean that you're really canceled everywhere else?
2: No, not really.
1: And that's I mean, I still all, remember like,
2: the the interview Thrasher did with Little B.
1: <laughs> What's that
2: all about? Uh oh, that was. It was back in 2009 he just like did a. they like did a feature on him because he released a mixtape called i'm gay yeah uh
1: yep i don't know ellie i'm sorry i tweeted this <laughs> it's okay you got called out immediately by like aaron <laughs> yeah but um, like it is noteworthy that like something as obscure as midwest Pent pals is being wrapped over by someone as fucking strange and apparently creepy as Lil b that's noteworthy
2: yeah. right that is definitely noteworthy. It's worth talking about, um, yeah. and I I think that it it shows that like emo rap is is like definitely leaking into other parts of the internet rap sphere. Yeah. So that's cool.
1: Um, so P Daddy, Prince Daddy P-Daddy. are releasing uh, corners and pieces of their album cover, tweeting lyrics. And using the hashtag mm. CTS forever with a brain emoji and a rocket emoji. Mm. Um my th- so this album will be like the album art will be fully seen and pieced together on four twenty. Is this album coming out on four twenty? That makes so much sense. It's is this album <laughs> getting announced on four twenty? It's this album coming out on four twenty. They're playing a four twenty house show in upstate New York. I don't know. This. I
2: feel like that house show is going to be them playing the whole album in its entirety. That's did, that's my probably. prediction.
1: Did you see the thing where they apparently played the full album as house music at a mom jeans show? And like, I did, I did see that. That's fucking sweet. That's hilarious.
2: Um, I'm stoked. The songs I've heard are very good. The uh, fuck do you when, mean?
1: It, you've heard songs?
2: Yeah, they played. Uh, th- three new songs live when i saw them Oh,
1: okay i thought you mean you've like heard them like oh
2: no i do not have enough clout to be like (laughs) no leaks yo yo cory send me send me those tracks (laughs) um i i am facebook friends with cory now though that's cool (laughs)
3: Um, no leaks no leaks um i haven't like listened to prince p daddy in like years Oh, it's dude,
2: there's It's been they're such so a
1: good. long time. It's been such a long time between albums. It's been like three years,
2: right?
3: Yeah. Like, I really l- liked the LP that they put out on Broken World Mhm. ages yeah. ago.
2: That's their most recent material. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, no, they did the Three Way Split.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That. Yeah. I forget about that sometimes because yeah. the Mom Jeans participated.
1: Yeah, but the Mom Jeans <laughs> songs are like, with like no shade or anything. It's just like. I feel like everyone came to that thing with like their best songs, and those are some of the best P-, P-, P. Daddy songs. And that has the best pictures of Vernon song.
2: Yeah. Um. I don't know. No, my favorite pictures of Vernon song is public school.
1: Oh, my favorite one is, uh, camp games, part 3- mm. two point That song is. <sighs> yeah. Like... Um. Yeah, the Thrashville songs are good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you're right. The Thrashville songs are very
1: good. Um. I guess another thing about Prince Daddy though is like. Is this gonna be a case of an album that is way too hyped? Like, I honestly expect this to be like pup level big when it comes out. Just seeing the amount of stuff about this this album from like label, the PR people, to everyone just gassing this shit up like it's going to be
3: yeah LP one yeah Prince um, Daddy's pretty much like like almost single handedly bridged this like gap between like newer pop punk kids and like broken world media core emo music.
2: Oh, oh 100%. Yeah. I, I 100%. Same,
3: same same thing with mom mom jeans too. Like I think that... that
2: I think Mom Jeans fosters less crossover or Prince Daddy is more of like a it's more of a head thing, you know? Like Okay. Yeah, straight up I when think When they did
3: that Sorry.
1: I was going to say, straight up, I don't think anyone can say anything bad about Prince Daddy. Like, yeah, like I was hanging out with a band after a show and there was a member that was like literally talking shit about every single band possible but then someone was like, Prince Daddy, he goes, oh, that band's fucking sick. It was like, (laughs) like, he 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 had trashed every popular contemporary emo band, but like, when someone said Prince Daddy, he lit the fuck up. And that just like proves and says so much about Prince Daddy.
2: Kyle, you just subtweeted me, <laughs> like verbally. <laughs> no, this is someone in the band. Oh, okay. Oh, where I can totally see, like, I like, but I can totally see the people in that band like being massive shit talkers. Listen, I'm gonna call it that we have 10 minutes left. Okay. So let's let's blow through this new album list that we got.
1: Yeah. Word. I, I've listened to one of them. I've listened to some of them. Uh, so a bunch of new albums came out. Uh, the new Law dispute. I cannot say I've listened to the full thing, but people are very. It's good. Yeah, people are really into it, and it's um, cool that it kind of is worthy of like the huge break that we got between Law dispute albums. It sounds like.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I uh, like
1: know
3: know several people that are like really in into it, but I I like it a lot. But it's like I still gotta spend like more. Time, time, time with it f- for, for for like me to uh, like it, it more.
2: This uh, this continues a lot of speed streak of only making one album that I like, <laughs> <laughs> which is Wild Vancouver. Oh, a wildlife, okay. Really? Wild yeah,
1: yeah. This is another That's tiny moving parts thing for you. This is a tiny, <laughs> a tiny moving Parts cel- cel- celebration thing for you. Why is it that
2: controversial to say Wildlife's my favorite? That's crazy. This is not the Cloudy album. Well, I'm not the Cloudy person. so.
3: <laughs> the Cloudy.
2: Yeah. Uh, American Football. This is the best thing they've done since uh, the EP back in 98, <laughs> I think. <laughs> it's, this, okay. this has the most good songs. <laughs> it's it's heard,
3: super solid. I heard uh, the, the one with Haley Williams.
2: The Haley Williams track is sick. It's yeah, so it's
1: really
3: good. Yeah.
1: There's something like they like actually made something that sounds genuinely kind of dramatic and atmospherically like like there there there's just something hanging above every song on the album that makes it sound like it was meant to be made unlike LP2 that sounded like it was forced to be made. Exactly. LP2 this was not
2: good. <laughs> LP2 is trash. This album is good because not only are they confident, it also feels like uh like an album that doesn't have anything to live up to yeah you know yeah it's it's just them striking out on their own terms and it works so so all the people saying hot take
1: i think lp3 is the best thing kind of (laughs) yeah it's not a hot take it's extremely fucking good Um, i haven't
3: heard it in full but do it it's actually i have yeah like more than Enough things like warranting me listening to it, so I, I might give it a, sh- a shot.
1: Um, Chinese uh, football put out an EP, and they're also opening up for American football in Hong Kong.
2: That's sick. Yeah, that is so sick. That's like, um,
1: that. That should be the R E M O post of the year because it's the most R E M O yeah. post of the year, first of all. But uh, hundred percent. Yeah, Chinese football EP is sick as well.
2: Uh, they're not a band that I like very much. Like, I don't dislike them, but I just am not a huge fan. But, you know, they're making moves, and that's something I uh, am happy for any band.
1: Um, I, I don't feel confident saying it's their best thing or anything because I haven't spent that much time with the EP or their other full-length. They actually have a lot more music than I thought that they did. Yeah. Uh, and then, I guess, Pop put out an album, and, I mean, can all three of us say that Pup is not an emo band with, like, absolute certainty.
2: The, yeah. yeah, yeah, all caps. Um, if I was on absolutepunk.com, or .net, right? AbsolutePunk.net. Chorus.fm. Chorus.fm. Um, I would be, like, bashing this out in all caps. Pup is not an emo <laughs> band. Uh,
3: are they just, like, more, like, straightforward punk, but, like, taking influence from things that are not, emo so
2: I, yeah. yeah they are they're they're uh contemporary org core is what almost what i would call them oh does that make goodness.
3: sense no it, it, it doesn't <laughs> oh but it's, they, no, no, it's, it's the
2: equivalent p- of org core mm. the modern equivalent of org core
3: but okay
1: but but here's another way to look at this and dispute that is like org core is for older people and like pup is like pups for, for the kids pups for the kids
2: no, Pup ha- Pup is like one of the few new bands that has our punk clout, because um, that that subreddit is a cesspool filled with people who only give a shit about bands that uh, stopped making relevant music in 1995. Uh, <laughs> but Pup gets shoutouts there, along with Pairs and um, what's that? What's that fucking band that put out uh, "Joy" as an act of resistance? I'm the name of that band. Is that I don't know if is that topic Idols. Oh it's idols. I, I don't like idols. No, they're a piece of shit band. Um
1: I don't like idols at all. And pears pears will be the last good Orgcore band. I love pears. Oh
2: pears are sick. Pears are, are so
1: good.
2: I think if pears are Orgcore or the contemporary equivalent of Orgcore then then so's Pup. You know?
1: I mean sonically it makes sense but like yeah scene wise following wise i think i i think it's kids that are going to – it's probably one of those like i had i i took off work from my office job at the university to go to the pup show
2: well yeah it's av club punk like the same people who listened to like uh chumped are now on board with pup yeah
3: i, I love chumped
2: oh yeah i i also love Chumped. no shade yeah. to chump um something about lemons is like in the top 20 pop punk songs ever for sure um anyway the new pop album is okay uh i feel like it's hard to live up to the one two punch of their debut and the dream Mm -hmm. is over yeah which was like
3: a dream a dream dream is is over is like way better than the the first one
1: uh i wouldn't say way better. i mean
2: I wouldn't say way better either, but they're both incredible records and just show the band moving from strength to strength.
3: Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Uh, but morbid stuff is kind of like maybe what I would have thought PUP was uh, before I got into them, which is like punk for people who are not actually angry. Yeah, you know? <laughs>
3: fun, fun, geeky rock punk.
2: Yes, uh, like Nerf Herder with harsh vocals. <laughs>
3: I liked the singles off of
1: morbid stuff.
2: Hm. Yeah. I straight up uh, have um.
1: only heard the song or the lead single. I think it's called Kids. Um mm-hmm. I'm just not in any rush to listen to this album. Neither like, am I. But, frankly. Like, is this an emotional album? Like is there like a lot of emotional lyrics or anything that is worthy uh, of this?
2: Kind, kind of.
1: I mean kinda called of. emo. Uh no
2: it's not anything more emotive than you know, like P.S. Eliot or Jeff uh, Rosenstock, even or Jeff Jeff Rosenstock or uh, what's that? What, ben out of shape. It's nothing more than that. Um, and I think that it, like, in all honesty, the fact that Pup put out "Sleep in the Heat" ruined the entire rest of their output for the rest of their career. <laughs> like, just because nothing will live up to that song. Is either on a musical level or either on a musical level or an emotive level. Mm-hmm. Alright. I I just still
1: have the stance I don't understand why people think PUP would be emo.
2: No. No, I also agree with that stance.
1: <laughs> it's just the same thing as Roswell Kid. Like there is remotely nothing emo about Roswell
2: Kid. But at least Roswell Kid tours with like emo bands.
3: Yeah, Roswell Kid does tour with e- emo bands so i could see like why the where the distinction would be like flawed
1: but i mean pup toured with time moving parts and jeff rosenstock so i guess there's the that could, oh. could be why and that's, that's cool. like the connection but still just like sonically like there's not even math rock parts which is yeah. like which i think is the most frequent mistake is like a band plays a pull off and a hammer on in succession and then all of a sudden they're an emo band
3: <laughs> give give me that sad 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 tune played by rad dudes
2: yeah uh we're we're a sad band uh we play sad jams and we're inspired by sad bands um <laughs> come come cry at the basement show our last fm tag is sad um yeah
3: we're a six piece but one of us plays brass
2: don't come for respire like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck.
2: Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's properly
1: wrap this up then. Alex, thanks for coming on the pod. Uh, people can find your band at I mean, does the mascot year have a band camp yes. and stuff?
3: Yes, we, we have the shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have the shit. Alright. Um, I do.
1: Uh, Ellie, any do you- parting thoughts? <laughs>
2: Uh, Pigeon, I love you so much. Thank you for coming on. Um, I love, love been, you too, Ellie. It's been like a year and a half in the making, uh, and I'm so proud. Um, <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter at you don't need maps because uh, I'm way more active on there now. <laughs> um, frankly, I'm
3: like here here for it. You're you you got some some heaters.
2: Yo, my tweets are great the last one i did about the convenience store is like maybe the my favorite thing i've ever said in, in my life <laughs> um and yeah every thank you everyone for listening our next episode is our 30th episode holy shit
3: <laughs> Three, zero.
2: Three zero.
4: hell yeah